Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to YHHTMPC. <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. What does that mean exactly? Oh, yeah. You haven't heard This Music Podcast. A show about introducing lesser-known music of lesser-known artists from all over the world. And now, without further ado, a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, a podcast about listener music by lesser known artists that we believe are as good, if not most of the time, better than that in the mainstream. This is our Artist of the Week. Our Artist of the Week is in our like virtual green uh, green room at the moment. I just saw, saw him laughing at our intro, so <laughs> he's, he's in, he looks like he's in good spirits. He was in a, a had a head cold earlier in the week. I'm feeling like dog shit at the moment, if I'm being honest. I think I might have the COVID. Who knows? But um, it, I don't think he's going to be able to catch it over the wire, so we'll be fine. Um, yeah, so our, our artist of the week is Luke Concannon. Uh, Luke Concannon, formerly Nisloppy. We'll find out in a minute. Uh, but yeah, uh, Luke Concannon, uh, Nisloppy. And um, yeah, we're going to have a chat with him. We're going to find out what he's been up to. I think he's going to play a live set for us, which is quite exciting, to be honest. Um, yeah. Um, before I have that chat, I'm going to play uh, one of his songs. I'm going to play his music video to the song Coventry. So, yeah, that's what's going to happen. If you want to follow us and find out more about us and what we do as a podcast, you can go over to www.yhhtmpc.com. Uh, over there, that's our landing page. We have our blogs, our vlogs, all the episodes, all the artists of the week, the B-sides, everything. Everything's over there. That's our landing page. You can go over there and you can find everything. If you want to submit your music and your submissions, and we listen to all of them, I promise you, we listen to all of them. We get hundreds and hundreds a week, but we listen to all of them. At least I do. Um, you can send your music to info at yhhtmpc.com. Over there, I will take a listen to your music. And then if we like your music and we think it's, you know, worthy of being uh, – listen to and artist subjective so i think every every piece of music should be listened to really but um yeah we we, we, we've got plenty of platforms like i said the b-side and the different things so yeah we'll find a place for you 
Uh, if you want to support us, you don't have to, but if you want to, you can do that at buymeacoffee.com forward slash YHHTMP. Uh, every little bit helps. And yes, so I'm going to stop jabbering on now. Um, so this is my conversation and some of the music of Luke Concannon. I don't want to be your friend anymore We are at war I wish there was something could be done What have we become? People burning while they're yearning for a kiss now One in heaven but the cathedral's being hit now happen to me now Do you want to kill me? Do you want to kill me? It feels like Coventry Like Coventry in 1940 Sand rain Fire on our sea It feels like Coventry Like Coventry And the blitz just burning Lord of our hearts Now we're Burn the whole world down. Do you wanna, do you wanna let me into your heart now? No! Feels like Coventry in my heart. There was always something wrong at the core. Planted indoors The more we try to hide and ignore it The more we're complicit There are damn bridges cross the ridges for a friendship Hear the promise coming closer now to end it We were on a raft of legs trying to mend it Bridges faded Like Coventry, like Coventry in 1940 Sandy's rain, fire on our sea Like Coventry, Coventry and the blitz just burning Lord, our hearts, now we're learning Do you wanna, do you wanna let, let me into your heart now? No! Burn the whole world down Do you wanna do you wanna let, let me into your heart now? No! Feels like Coventry in my heart.
Luke, I absolutely <clears throat> love that song. I only, uh, I've heard the song loads of times, but it's the first time today I've, uh, I've seen the video. I didn't realize you did a video for it. Yeah. Really good video. Really good video. It's an amazing depiction of the uh, of Coventry around around that time. It really is. Thanks, Richie. Yeah, um, you know my uh, my best friend from high school in Leamington Spa, Warwick. Um, he made that video, <clears throat> and you know the song itself is obviously like it's a metaphor, right? It's like it feels like Coventry in the blitz in my heart because I'm so sad about the suffering between me and somebody else. And then Merrick was just, my friend, you know, made the video, he just went for it and just totally depicted it in, in the city, you know? So, so it's fun to collaborate with people, right? And see all these different angles. Yeah. I think the only problem with the, with the video is because of your story behind the song, watching the video, I get a different story to the, the, the original meaning but yeah. when you say you can, if you listen to the song without the video, you, you can still understand. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take away from the song, obviously, but it gives me, it gave me a different story, which is good. I mean, you know, that's what art should do, shouldn't it? You know, you should, you should be able to take your own thing from, from um, music sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I feel you. Sometimes it's good to keep it simple and tell one story too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true, true. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Luke, it's always good to have you on the show. You, of all the artists we've we've ever had, you've got the most amazing energy of all the artists. You've, you've just got such a good vibe about you all the time. I love it. Oh, man. I, I feel it like absolute horseshit at the moment. <clears throat> I've got this chest infection and I've been feeling a bit rough. I didn't really want to do this, but as soon as I saw your face, I thought, yes, this is. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this. Well, that's really yeah. good of you, Richie, and I love you, you know, like, you've been so <laughs> kind, and uh, and it takes one to know one, you know. Mm. Yeah, um, it's good to see you really busy, I mean, when we first met, um, it was probably about three years ago now, when you did the, the show with us, and you, you played um, the JCB song for us, which... Uh, I was truly thankful for, but uh, that yes, around that time you weren't very busy. I mean, you, you, I think you got a little bit of music out uh, since the JCB thing, but you hadn't done lots. And then suddenly, from then till now, you've just been non-stop <laughs> doing things all the time. You're streaming all the time. Your face is always on my newsfeed, <laughs> which is good though. You know that 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 is what as an artist you should be doing, getting your stuff out there and. <clears throat> I think you, you. I think in one of your recent songs, you kind of touched on it. You, you kind of lost your way a bit. You lost your your focus, but uh, and you saying saying how look at look at look at Ed Sheeran how how well he is doing. That should be me type thing. <laughs> I think would you say you've give yourself a kick up the arse type thing, and you. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I mean, in truth, like when we did speak, I was flat out. It's just it was. You know, it was things like finishing the record or coaching artists or running workshops or what, whatever. Um, but it wasn't out in the public as much as it is now. <clears throat> that's it. You know, at the beginning of the year, I put an album out and really for over a year now, I've been putting out singles and um, yeah, you know what? I got coached. The mad thing was about, f about four 
geez, maybe five years ago now, I um, a, a friend said, this guy really helped me get a sense of purpose. You know, like, what am I really about? And where am I going? And what values matter most to me? And actually, I, I work with this guy, Alan Side, S-E-I-D. And he just really helped me, like, so what do you want to do, Luke? Because the world's so confusing. You know, it's yeah. really, it's so confusing. It's like, it's like, well, I want to be a musician, but I don't want to sell out. So how do you, how do you navigate it? You know, um, I, you know, I want to, I want to do, I want to follow my heart. And I also don't want to like totally burn out and die of starvation and exhaustion. So, <laughs> so it's been really good. And um, I've been, I've been loving it. I, I've probably overdone it, which is why I'm ill, you know, um, but <clears throat> You know, the album came out at the beginning of the year and it, it, it came straight in at number 12 in the US folk chart and number 12 in the UK folk chart. Really? To- totally independent. So, you know, no no major label backing. It's just us, just just a little team. And, um, and uh, we put out a documentary last month, a documentary film about yes. house concerts. I was going to ask about that. <clears throat> and then um, and now we're promoting this workshop with with Ed Sheeran doing a masterclass. Uh, we're doing a songwriting workshop in um, in January, 22nd, 23rd January. All details are on my website, lukeconcannon.com. Um, so two days of virtual uh, songwriting workshop retreat and um, the, old, the old ginger Jesus will be given a 90-minute <laughs> 90-minute songwriting workshop at that, a masterclass. <laughs> people are going to realise that Ed Sheeran is doing this masterclass, and it's for the price. Yeah, if it, if it, when you look at the price, I mean, when I looked at it, I thought, Jesus, that's, that's quite expensive. But when I th- thought about it, no, <laughs> you, you're having a masterclass with one of the greatest uh, current songwriters in the world and the person who taught him. So really, you're getting a bargain. <laughs> so, but do you worry that people are going to see that and think, oh, I'm going to get to meet Ed Sheeran and do it just for that? I mean, obviously you hope they don't, but there's yeah, a chance yeah. that they might do it because of that. Yeah, you know, so far, I mean, actually, he, um, Ed Sheeran posted it on his uh, Instagram story the other day, and he's got like 26 million followers. And in my mind, I was like, right, the, the, <laughs> the remaining like 20 tickets are just going to go whoosh, in the next five seconds. Yeah. You know what I mean? But actually, we sold like we sold like five tickets that day, which is great. But it just shows you that there's people, you know, there's loads of people who might follow you, um, but they're not always paying attention, and they're also not they're not always that committed to, um, to, you know, to learning and being, in, you know, to getting to be with you that they're going to pay like a thousand dollars for the experience, you know? So it's been interesting. It's been, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I personally lean towards, I would, I want to give everything away for free. You know, <laughs> I lean towards <laughs> every work. You've got a living to make though, Luke. You've got a living That's to it. Make. That's it. And every workshop I've ever done, I've really lent in to try and make it accessible to everyone and then give scholarships to hard pressed people and or free tickets to some people. And then um, I'm having to learn, like you say, 
that there's something about looking after ourselves as well. Like we have to learn how to look after ourselves to keep the show on the road. Um, and so I've had to dare to say, okay, well, I'm going to charge a high ticket price and we're going to make sure we deliver a great weekend. Like we always do with these workshops and, um, yeah. And the people who, you know, the people who can make this one will, and then future ones won't be as high a price because we won't have the most successful live musician of all time given a masterclass, you know. I don't think that there's, I don't think it's that high a price when you consider what, what, what you're getting. I mean, I, I wasn't saying that just for the sake of saying it. You're literally the, the current probably one of the, the biggest uh, singer-songwriters in the world right now. And he's, you know, he's going to give information on how he's done, what he's done, what he does, same, same as yourself, you know, because you've been there, done that with him. And I, I, I don't think it's that expensive. And I'm not saying that just because you're here. It kind of, you know, I, I don't really think it is. But yeah. then the, the good thing about it is as well, you, you haven't overhyped it in the way it's like, Take uh, Chris Hemsworth, for instance. He's got a project out at the moment where he, he's selling his uh, class. And, like, he's t- he teaches you how to train like he does so you can become massive. And he, sell, he sells, sells it in a way that's like, if you do what I do, you too can become big and muscly and fit like me. It doesn't, doesn't take into account all the steroids he takes and everything. Which, um, this, I, my, oh, that's probably liable. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like now realistically, not many people can achieve. Like, don't get me wrong; you can you can achieve a, a good figure, but you can't achieve that. Whereas, and with you, you could have gone down the same route. You could have said, "Look, we've got Ed Sheeran. Look how well he's done. If you come and do this masterclass, you know, you could be world famous next year." <laughs> you could you could have marketed it like that, but you, <laughs> you didn't. Use absolutely, you've been absolutely real about it. You know, it's just. We, we, what we've done, we're going to show you how we did it, how we went about it. And you haven't hyped it up in a way of, like, if you do this, you can be massive also. And I hate it when artists <laughs> That's it, I know. disingenuous. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a really interesting one, you know, because that's something else I've had to learn, right? Because I'm very idealistic. And uh, so money is a challenge for me. But I've had to learn that there's a way of, quotation marks marketing something as in selling something which is about saying from the heart this is what this is about so that people who who want it know what it is and who don't want it know what it is you know it's like if if we're just really honestly saying this is for people who want to learn and grow as songwriters you know who are fans of ads maybe fans of mine who want to um, get vocal coaching, get feedback on their work, collaborate with other artists around the world, then it's for you. Um, bad marketing is the kind of thing you say, which is kind of telling lies and being manipulative. And the thing is, we're just so used to seeing that everywhere. And it's a, it's a line, you know, I, I, I notice it myself. I'm like, oh, I really want this person to buy a ticket. But if I don't think it's actually a fit for them, really, it's my in my integrity to tell them, I, actually, I don't think this is right for you. Do you know what I mean? It's like, That's so oh. rare, though. That's so rare. <laughs> Not many people are doing that. Well, we've got and to bring that back because otherwise the world just goes to hell, right? Unless we, hold, unless we hold the line. Walk the line. That's what Johnny Cash said, right? I, yes, I absolutely agree. I agree. And I think some people might say to you, that's why, uh, you know, you've, 
I don't, I don't know. Go for it, Richie. Just lash it out there. Some people would say that you, you're not as uh, famous, maybe, mm-hmm. as, as you could be. But the thing with you as well is you've had that level of fame, but yeah, I don't think you cared for it. It, it was never the fame for you. It was um, it was more about the love of the music, which, which, again, is so rare because everybody wants the fame and they want the money. Whereas when talking to you and watching you, you know that you have a, a genuine love for the music and it was never about that. And that's why you, you know, you, you're not a, a super mega star because, and it's not that you couldn't have been. You could have probably followed up after the JCB song and produced something and sold out because you, you know, you, you had that position, you had that platform, and you could have worked off it. But that wasn't you, and I, I truly respect that. Thanks, Richie. Um, you know, I'm I'm learning like all of us, and um, you know, one thing that I'm learning is just. But what is actually important in life, you know, and we're all we're all running so fast and pushing ourselves and being hard on ourselves and maybe being hard on other people and being yeah. hard on the hard on the planet. And, um, and you know, we're going to burn this planet out within a century if we carry on. So it's really time to ask, like, what what do we really care about and how do we really want to live in? So I'm all for choosing simplicity and quality of life and connections and the quality of the work, definitely, like making good stuff over chasing after wealth and fame and sex and power and all that because there's actually a lot of suffering hidden within that. Of course there is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think the, you know, the fans you have got, and you've probably had them for years, those are the best fans in the world. Those are the fans you want. You don't want the millions of disingenuous, disingenuous fans that are only going to follow you so long as you're producing the music they like. And you know, it, you, you do one song and suddenly they're them hating on you on Twitter and calling you names. You know, the kind of fans that you've built up over time, they will still respect the music that they might not enjoy as much as the one before, but they'll still be there and they'll still follow you. And those are real fans. Those, and I think that's the kind of loyalty you've built up. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, <clears throat> you know, um, I think I got clarity that um, it'd be great. Like I loved I love playing Hyde Park to 20,000 people or, you know, playing playing Wembley Arena to 12,000 people. That was great. And it feels amazing. It's like, you know, a good gig or a good song, it's like bringing people a good meal. just feels great. Like when I worked as a waiter, bringing people food and saying, do you need anything else? It feels really good because you're giving people something they need. And uh, so playing, you know, giving 12,000 people something good feels great. And the something good part is the most important thing. Like quality, quality is what really matters. And um, so I'm just really interested. You know, I, I love the artists like Declan O'Rourke, Anais Mitchell, Lin Manuel Miranda, who write really um, heart-opening music. And that's what I'm wanting to do. And, We'll just see where it goes, you know. But uh, we're making enough, you know, we're, we're almost in track to get our first mortgage now. 43. <laughs> 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 uh, 
just want to give a shout out to Doug at the Mind Gap podcast. He's commenting. Uh, he says he uses the the, uh, the app I mentioned earlier for Chris Hemsworth. He says I use that. He loves it. He says, yeah, I'll, I'll be the god of thunder before you know. <laughs> I, mean, I, you know I, sh- I shouldn't really slag it off. I mean, uh, it's wrong of me. I mean, maybe it is, but I just, I just uh, struggled around the marketing. And, but, yeah, just, if it's working, it's working. It is working because you, Doug has done really well with um, his training and everything, so I take my hat off to him. Uh, he says he can't imagine performing to that many people. Um, it's, a yeah. good, it's a good old buzz, I tell you. And what, was the, what was the maddest buzz, right, is that that was with Nisloppy. And, you know, we were just, we were really doing our thing. We were writing the songs we wanted to write. You know, they were about, like, just from the heart songs, whether it was about love or it was about, you know, anti-Iraq war songs or about my dad or... And um, so we were totally doing our own thing. And then we got to do that for 12,000 people in Wembley arena. And that's an amazing combination. Um, Cause we were actually madly enough. We were opening the show for Christina Aguilera, really? uh, which was mental, but she was doing this back to basics tour with a big jazz band. And they were like, Oh, who's, who's a UK artist that sort of mixes in jazz and pop and like um, R and B. And, and someone was like, Oh yeah. Ms. Luffy. <laughs> <laughs> so she like christina did like 10 costume changes in the show you know and like there was like the the audience was super kind of teenage girl and then we came on it was mad but there you go you know well ed's shown that that sort of music can really cross over so there you go yeah i mean you kind of i'd say i want to say you paved the way for it but he made it main, more main, more mainstream. Because when I, I play your music all the time to people, if we've been in the car, whatever, in this Loppy song or off your more recent albums, will always come on. It's, it's on my main, the, all, all your songs on my main playlist. So if I've got in the car on a journey, uh, one of your songs is, is guaranteed to come on. And uh, when I say, oh, you know, that, that that's Luke Concannon. Who's Luke Concannon? You know, Niz Loppy. Oh, rings a bell. I'm Luke on five. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I love him. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I was going somewhere with that, but uh, yeah, they always say, "Oh, I can see." Because I said, "Oh, you know, he he was kind of like played uh, with Ed, she- oh, Ed Sheeran, kind of followed you about and worked with you, and kind of he 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 says that you're his inspiration. Even now, he says that, and uh, they say, "Oh yeah," and when they listen to music, they say, "Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can hear." Ed Sheeran in that I can so it's kind of like you, you've you've passed your, your fruit your fruit on type thing. Ah, well, it is amazing, isn't it? Like this continuation of music. Yeah. Like we uh, and there's Luffy. We we would have been really inspired by you two as teenagers and Tom Waits and then John Martin and Danny Thompson. There was the other guy that you were mentioned as well as a folk singer and uh, oh, R- R- Rory McLeod. Oh, he's so good. He's, I'd never heard of him. And then and it was through you. You sent a, a song, and I'd, I love it. Unfortunately, I can't find him on Spotify. But uh, He didn't, he didn't go him, on Spotify. I'm going to buy his work because I, lo- I really love his work. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like my spiritual dad, you know, musical spiritual dad. Because I think, yeah, when I was about 
18, 19. I saw him play live when I was 19 and it just changed my life. He played for four hours for like 80 people in the Concords in Brighton. And, um, and it was just transformative, absolutely transformative. So, so, sorry, so someone here, ask, ask him for freebies, Luke. They want freebies from you. If you don't oh, mind me asking, by any chance, can you give me some advice? Because I'm trying to become a music artist. What should I write? Because I've been going with my mind and heart, but I notice it's dark or negative. But I, that, that worked for Natalie and Brulia. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm trying to be more positive, to bring positive uh, to bring positive to pe- positivity to people, but by any chance, have you any advice on how to write songs like that? I think, I, I, as a, as a musician, um, who works, I've been in bands. Whenever I, I think you, you can only go with your heart. I mean, if you're only writing dark stuff, I think if you if you, you write something that's positive and you're not feeling positive, it's kind of, it's not really it's not a genuine song, is it? Yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah, it's a really good question, and it's it's Moxie. That was the name in the chat. So it's a really it's good Moxie, question. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, sorry, it's Moxie. Thanks for the question. Yeah, yeah, because because it's like um, what I'm hearing in that is that maybe you feel some sadness because you really want to put positivity out to people, but that's not necessarily what's there, and I guess Do I'd you say. Cover? well i guess i'd say you know um it's a good mirror to realize that you know maybe maybe we realize that we're pretty sad when we write or that things aren't quite right and it's a it's a good chance to think well what what isn't right you know to embrace to really baby ourselves a bit and just be like oh god i feel really sad you know, what, what do I need? Do I need some rest? Do I need to make some changes? Do I need to ask for some help? So I think that's one of the amazing things about writing songs is you get in touch with yourself and you learn things and you have to think, well, what do I want to say? What is worth saying? Um, and then like Richie says, just if we write honestly, there's actually a lot of hope in that, you know? Absolutely. I mean, look at Coventry that we just listened to. That's not a positive song, is it? But it's a fantastic song because it's from the heart. It's not a song that comes from a positive moment in your life, but it's such a good song and it's a song that people can definitely relate to. So I, I think sometimes, you know, embrace the tools that you you have. Just because it's dark doesn't mean you can't work with it. Um, and if, you, if you're not feeling positive and it's bringing you down, Maybe you should see someone. Oh, bless you. Bless you. And, and that's a good point. And who is the someone, you know, right? Because it's not like everyone needs to go see a therapist. It's like we all need to, we all need community. And how can we find that? And that's a tough thing in this world. But I'm going to my um, my local Buddhist group. It's all on Zoom still because of the pandemic. And that's been really helping me just meditating, having a chat. Um, yeah, it's mental you should say that because I was going to say earlier, I didn't know you did that. And I was going to say, when I was on about your positive energy, you feel like the Buddha of the music world. <laughs> I was going to say that. 
yeah. that's very kind. That's very, very kind. Oh, <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. That's what I'm going for. You know, because I, 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 I think you've I love... achieved enlightenment. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> you know, there was one other thing that's in my mind, though, about that brilliant question from It's Moxie. It's Moxie. Um, it's Moxie, which was, um, you know, oh, yeah, Coventry. So you're, that's a good example because a lot of songs, I think a lot of songs basically come from our hearts broken open and then something comes out of it. And so, you know, there's a lot of good music that's come out of suffering, you know. Um, and my music teacher... When I played in Coventry, he was like, it's a really good, passionate song. And are you just wanting to just do like a primal scream of like, ah, or what do you want to give people? And at that point, I hadn't written the last section, the live the truth or burn bit. And he, he was like, if, if you've written a song that's basically saying, I had this experience, I love someone, and now we're in terrible conflict, it really hurts so much it feels like being at war it feels like burning okay what's the end of the story what did you learn from that like what are you what's the moral of the story if it's like an Aesop's fable you know like the the the, the tortoise and the hare had a race and the, the the hare was like really braggadocio and the tortoise was like I'm just doing my thing and then the moral of the story is slow and steady wins the race so the moral of the moral of Coventry was like actually we've got to live our inner truth and dare to live it out in the world. Otherwise we're all going to suffer. You know, that's what I'd learned from the song. So if you're going to write a dark song, darken the frick out of it, be really <laughs> honest, be honest. And people will feel that honesty and it'll be interesting. And then say like, and this is, this is what I've learned. This is the gift that I can give you from this suffering. I love that. I love that. I love that about your work. And it's, it's in everything you do. You've never done a song for the sake of just doing a song and because you need to put something out there to keep people happy. None of your songs come across that way at all, ever. All of your songs have a good have meaning, have heart, and and I don't I don't think I, I think that that I'd imagine that's always been your ethos, is it not? I I love the songwriters who are doing it to heal themselves and other people. And yeah, it feels good when there's a reason to write it. Otherwise it's just like chat, just chatter. Yeah. Thanks. It's, and, and um, yeah, like it sounds like you really care about songwriting and um, so just, just keep going. And there's a really good book called um, if you want to write by uh, Brenda Euland, highly highly recommend it best book on creativity and right up there alongside it is the artist's way by julia cameron that's a that's a fiery one it's an interesting question in the way that most people most songwriters if they, they struggle it's they struggle to find something to write about and that they have like writer's block it's very rare you come across somebody who's genuinely genuinely worried about what what they that they're putting out and how it's coming across I've heard, I ha yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people get st getting stuck. And I have heard it a few times, like, God, I just want to write something cheerful for people. Um, 
you know, um, something that's really helped me, um, Alastair McIntosh, when I first met him, the great Quaker activist, he said, um, I said this to you before, Richie, about like every step grounding us. You need to feel that every step is grounding you deeper and deeper into service, right? Um, that we're giving something nourishing and we're empathizing and being generous. And and um, that gave me so much hope because it's like, oh, yeah, just give people the best you can, serve people, love them, be kind. And um, that's so much easier than being like, who do I think I am being up here? You know, just like give from the heart mm. and just let go. Yeah. Yeah. So, Luke, what's next for you then? What, 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 what can people expect from you in the 2022? Well, that's gone quick, hasn't it, that? <laughs> hasn't it? <laughs> um, so, you know, we're starting the year with this uh, songwriting workshop with Ed Sheeran Masterclass, um, 22nd, 23rd January. And then um, I'm, I'm really hungry to... Uh, get inspired and to write, um, you know, and to make some space and time to write again. Um, you know, something I'm really interested in is that I've always, um, I've always been a traveler, you know. A uh, bit of a nomad. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, when Liz Luffy were touring, you know, we're in this dream position for a lot of musicians and I would be like on the way to a gig somewhere and I just in my mind be just wanting to be like hitchhiking to Dakar or, you know, like volunteering in the West Bank or just being in, being out on an adventure in the outdoors, connected to nature, meeting people that we don't get to see, but the media like demon, demonizes Muslims or demonizes whoever um, migrants or whatever and actually like what's it like to go and meet these people and be friends and write songs and see what's really going on and bring that home so I've always been interested in that wayfaring gypsy quality and then you know I noticed that Rory McLeod who's like I was about to say Rory McLeod he's a bit he was a lot like that wasn't he he still is you know he he still gets in the back of his he's, he's had like He's basically been touring in Mercedes, big Mercedes vans for like 40 years. And, um, you know, we play like a four hour gig uh, in, you know, a socialist club in Yorkshire and then go and sleep in his van and then drive the next day to somewhere else and play. And um, so there's something about that. That. Uh, wild, windy natural light way of being right because traveling people they can't carry much stuff with them they're they're not necessarily it's like tyson fury god love him who by the way played the jcb song on one of his videos <laughs> i was like god tyson <laughs> you know it's like i mean you know obviously he's a complicated character he's got he's got issues like all of us um but it's like he says he doesn't care about the money and the belts and the fame he just cares about like he's from a tradition of warriorship so he's going to do that Right. And then there's some traveling people who are from a tradition of songs. And my favorite Irish bagpiper, um, Paddy Keenan, he's he's from the traveling tradition. 
And a lot of the best songs were brought along by traveling people and shared around the world. So I'm really interested in a project that, um, you know, I'd like to be outdoors writing a lot. I'd like to go on a trip to get inspired. I'd like to connect with um, Irish travelers, Scots and English travelers and, um, and draw, I'd, I'd love to, to, to listen to what that tradition has to say to us now when so many of us feel trapped and like, overwhelmed by technology and living indoors too much and um you know the projects that most blow me away are long-form projects you know Anais Mitchell's Hades Town it's a folk musical right it's it's like a two-hour long piece of songs after songs telling a story um or hey um Hamilton by Lin-Manuel Miranda you know which is a cultural event in the world that uh, revolutionary hip hop, but on the West End. Um, so I'm really interested in writing a long form piece. Declan O'Rourke's Chronicles of the Great Irish Famine speaks to me. And um, I think I need to go into a period of listening so I can hear what, um, you know, what, what the world really needs. Do you know what I mean? Like what's, Period of isolation, you mean? Like time on your own, just just slowing down. Without, so I'm without, not, so I'm, without technology, just just you, a guitar, a piece of paper, a pen, and f- just fuck the world for a couple of months. Well, well, it's but you need that. People need that. And people don't do it anymore. Well, yeah, taking time out, like you say, and it might not even be all like, you know, a month just sat with a guitar and a pen. It might be that I need to go on a journey, need to retreat a little bit. I need to get inspired. And, um, you know, I still hope that art can change the world. And that's uh, what I want to tune into and see what I can see what I can find, you know, make, make my contribution, whatever it is. I've heard stories about musicians who write a song in like 30 minutes to an hour and it becomes a real banger. Have you ever experienced something like that where the creative magic just flows out of you? That's your pal, isn't it? That's Thor. That's uh, Doug, Doug from America. He's part of the uh, Mind, Gap, Mind Gap podcast. In fact, I'm wearing his shirt, Mind Gap podcast shirt. I brought it because so I, I, I thought, you know, I'll be able to um, advertise the, his podcast on my like, support independent artists. He's an independent artist. What I didn't realise was you can't see it. I'm going to have to get the hat off. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's yeah. a good question. It's, <clears throat> it's a really good question, Doug. Um, I think what it points towards is that if we focus and go for it, we can do amazing stuff. You know, I've been watching a bit of that Beatles documentary, the Get Back one that's on Disney Plus. I want to watch that. Is it good? It's amazing. And it's just, what's amazing is it's just a bunch of, it's a bunch of Liverpudlian lads smoking, chatting, playing a few covers and then trying to write something. It's just, they're just so normal. And then they just do this magic. And, and but what's amazing is that you see in that moment, Paul McCartney's just sat there and he's just like, he's just like going, he's just like playing one chord on, he's just playing one chord on his, uh, his bass. He's just like, oh, 
he's just like he's just writing get back there and then and you just hear yeah. it just and so so the, the idea for one of these amazing songs that has given people so much happiness it did come in like 30 minutes and then the bringing it down to earth it takes me at least 90 minutes two hours to bring the bulk of it down to earth you know um um, and th th there was some some research done about deep work. There's a book called Deep Work, and uh, it points towards the idea that for the mind to go into a state of really deep concentration and really to use the the full capacities or as much as of our capacities as we can, we need like two hours. An hour actually isn't enough for the mind to really sink in you know and um mm. i mean i think i wrote the bulk of the jcb song in more like two hours you know mm. so you can you can it doesn't Thank have you. to be like a it doesn't have to be an arduous year-long process to write a song but an hour often isn't quite enough to get something great i found when i've been in bands and you won't have this so much being a solo artist, but there's something to be said for jamming. Just I, I sit there as a as a percussionist drummer, and I roll out a beat, any kind of beat, and then the bass guitarist will just play something along with that. Then the guitarist will play something along with it, and then something will come out of that. But as a solo artist, you don't. I, I'm not, you can jam on your own. You know, you can throw some chords together. Which, but uh, I don't. Did, did, have you ever jammed? Have you, have you ever had that, that experience where you've just been jamming and play, playing something random, and then something beautiful's come out of the mix? With others, or just on my own? Both. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that was how Nizloppy wrote a lot. John, John from Nizloppy is a machine. You know, he <laughs> he would just he would try and invent literally new ways of playing the bass or the double bass or even the guitar. And so he would just show up with some mind blowing idea and it was so exciting. So then I'd write, you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. It, um, so we could put those books in the chat. Uh, it's is asking about which, which books did we mention? You're not bugging us at all. It's a good, it's a good one. So the books were Bren. Sorry, my keyboard's doing some madness. Brenda Euland. If you want to, right great book you can get it for like a few pennies online because there's so many secondhand ones out there and then um the other one is the artist's way by julia cameron yeah brienne da <laughs> yeah brienne <laughs> That's, that's it. Brenda Yuland, yeah. if you want to write. And the other one is, I'll put it on the screen as well. I suppose that these streams do have their, their purposes then. Do you, do you get much interaction on, on uh, the streams that you do? Yeah, yeah. Every Tuesday I've been showing up and um, just, it's sweet. People show up and they're like, oh, I just got in from work and I needed a few songs. Um, 
Why don't I play you a song, man? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I did say this was only going to be about 10, 15 minutes. I've took a lot more of your time. Sorry about that, Luke. Um, oh, it's great. It was a good conversation. I'm happy out. No, it's been good, yeah. Um, where, where can our followers find you if they want to find you and find out more about you? Thanks a million. Yeah. So please go over to lukeconcannon.com. You know, it's just like my name here on the screen there. Yeah, there it is. Um, and um, yeah, please uh, sign the mailing list because I'd love to just uh, tell you what's coming up. Uh, we, we host a songwriting workshop twice a year, sometimes in person, sometimes online. Um, I'm coaching artists and uh, and the new album Ecstatic Bird in the Burning is out everywhere. I brought the uh, the vinyl. I don't even own a record player, but I bought the vinyl. And you sent me a little card with it. They were signed as well. It was lovely. Thank you for that. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're um, the man, so we, Richie. You're such a sweet man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Doug says, in a similar vein, I've done comedic improv jams to build out sketches. I love the process of throwing out stuff and finding the really great elements that you could refine. Yeah, I'd imagine comedy's got a similar kind of a thing to music in that you have to write and what have you. Um, so, yeah, Luke, we're going to play out with a song now. What are you going to play us? There's this old folk song that I've been really loving. Um, weirdly, um, I remembered it around Remembrance Day last month. Um, and... Um, it's a haunting song and it's something we need to remember. So this is The Rose of York. Um, it was written by a, a an unknown folk duo um, and then Roy Bailey made it popular. I'll have to look up who the actual writers are, man. That's naughty of me. Here we go. Mm. I am a Yorkshireman. I earn my living by my pen. Tell a stirring tale I can. But the one I tell you now, boys, was writ by foolish men. When petals fell from a rose of York, never to bloom again. Come all you young unmarried men, you boys of the bulldog breed. We're looking for the strong and brave, that's what Britannia's. We'll fight the hunting flanders and drown them in the sand. But petals fell from a rose of York, never to bloom again. Well, we first shipped out to Egypt, where the heat was hard to bear. 
were waiting for the call to France, for the Bosch were fighting there. And we talked of what we do, boys, brother, son, and friend. But petals fell from the rose of York, never to bloom again. At last we heard the push was on and we sailed across the neck. We little thought in two weeks' time we'd most of us be dead. And the girls back home would weep with a grief that's hard to mend. Petals fell from a rose of York, never to bloom again. With shouts of joy, we led the charge towards the German wire. The handsome mason was first to fall. As the shots they opened fire, his face no longer handsome on the barbs he met his end, and petals fell from a rose of York, never to bloom again. Well, we had a sergeant major, bold by nature, bold by name. But the German guns don't pick and choose, so bold died just the same. Many gallants followed after the coin of life to spend. And petals fell from a rose of gold, never to bloom again. Well, we didn't want to lose you, but we thought you ought to go. Your king and country needed you, Lord Kitchener told us so. But the story now I've told you was writ by foolish men. When petals fell from a rose of York, never to bloom again. You can't get much for five bucks these days, unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT, plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink, all for just five bucks. 
That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price and participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.